All right, so I know one of the topics we want to talk about is how COVID impacted search or behavior, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your you know, take on that? You know, there's been um, more of like a search uptick in like keywords relating to depression and insomnia and, you know, other like um, mental health terms related to that. There's been more of, you know, how to grieve, like how to deal with sickness, you know, how to deal with, you know, kids being locked inside the house, especially when, you know, they're young and you can't quite explain stuff to them, you know, keywords relating to things like that. And there's also been more, you know, buying online, you know, reserving um, like curbside pickup, things like that. So more just business being done online, you know, more booking online, more, you know, a lot of our dealerships did like, they'll drop your car off to you at your office or like within a hundred miles. So there's been a lot more of that. And for a lot of smaller businesses, they've really suffered, especially if they don't know how to manage their own sites, whether that be, you know, a WordPress site or they just didn't have a site or they just, you know, they're older, they don't know how to get on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. So um, we've seen like a massive increase in corporations' profits, you know, Walmart, Target, um, of course, Amazon, all these major retailers because small businesses just didn't have the capacity to compete then also they were building their seo and digital teams while COVID was happening right it's interesting as, as you were driving here amazon just released their i'm just saying it, one of their earnings statements so i guess their fourth quarter no third quarter statement mm-hmm. they, they did not do well very uh, mm-hmm. their earnings and revenues were very disappointing i'm suspecting uh-huh. that has to do with people getting out more and using yeah. amazon less which is good for the smaller businesses. Yeah, and I think also like um, there's been a lot of Bezos hate coming across. It may just be my timeline, but yeah, I mean it's always been that, especially in the past several years. So yeah, but yeah, I guess people aren't dependent on going to Amazon.com and buying something. They can literally get up and go to a store now. Now that we have the vaccine out, um, people feel more comfortable doing that. Yeah. So I, you did your master's on the, the topic of COVID and search, right? Yes. So what I did was um, I actually, um, so my master's is in social enterprise. So um, it's more of like a, I guess, UK, like EU term, but it's essentially a business that focuses social mission more so than profit. So I developed a social enterprise model that utilizes SEO as a basis and um, I went through, um, I mainly focused on COVID's impact to small businesses and then using SEO and the model to help them recover. All right, so let's, let's focus on, I know you mentioned some like things around, let's go back to the car stuff. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I actually re- I got a new lease from that Holland dealership right over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, during COVID for my wife, uh-huh. uh, we drive a van, or she drives a van mm-hmm. because we have lots of kids. Um, and I didn't want to go in. I'm like, yeah. can't we just do this on the phone? No, I have, you have to go in. It was like they refused to like change their model. Yeah. So like, just come in, we'll talk outside. So I'm like, okay. But literally, I had to go in and sign the paperwork. I'm like, what's yeah. the point? Why, why, why can't you just have me yeah. sign something outside? So they were all angry that they wouldn't change their behavior. But I did end up leasing it from them because they had the best price. Yeah. Calling. Here we have a lot of these people that are called, I don't know what they're called. They're basically like leasing companies mm-hmm. that will find you the best price. They'll call leasing yeah. different places. I don't know if you have that where you are so in florida i don't think that exists as much but i've also actually never bought a car from a dealership um i have my 06 like is250 that's like on its last legs in the parking lot Uh (laughs) um so it's been interesting because once like the first few months of covid especially like because my company is based out of the southeast everyone's like 
this is crap, this is gonna go away. Um, you know, it's over exaggerating and no dealerships wanted to put anything. They were like, do not put anything that says COVID on any of our messaging. And it was like this like black stamp all the way through about August. And then their sales started dropping. And then everybody was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? And it was people like they were getting into new cars, um, servicing their cars. We saw a lot of service orders in those first few months of COVID, just in case, you know, they needed to leave, they could type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, about like August, September, every company, um, every like major company in the automotive space started pushing um, a digital retailing tool. Right. And we saw some thrive, we saw some like not thrive or some that came out like were good for a few months and like they couldn't handle updates. And, um, you know, having to explain to a lot of dealership management like, hey, you need to put this on your site so people can buy a car online and then your sales team is also gonna have to talk to them online. You know, it's very reluctant, especially from, you know, if you have a dealership manager who's not as like tech savvy and then of course a sales team that's also not as tech savvy, you know, the combinations don't help. Um, but, you know, I think I've probably implemented at least like 20 different like digital retailing tools across sites. So it's been interesting to see and like, you know, telling people like, you know, it's like a messenger portal, you know, they can just chat back and forth. Like you're selling something on right. Facebook marketplace. Now you're selling a brand new car. Right. So <laughs> that's good. I do like, I'm not happy with COVID, um, mm -hmm. that people got sick or anything. I'm perfectly well with the whole social aspect of COVID. Mm -hmm. That's me being behind my computer, which I enjoy. Yeah. Um, I enjoy all the new things that businesses have to do now with curbside delivery. Mm -hmm. Like Target's drive up feature mm -hmm. is just amazing. I press a button, I'm here. They bring it out to my car. I don't yeah. have to talk to anybody. <laughs> I don't have to like, check out. I don't have to go into stores. I don't have to see people. The curbside for picking up food is great. The best thing is the banks, I think. Banks used to make you do everything in the banks, like sign oh. things and stuff like that. Now, you fill out, for a small business owner, yeah. you literally fill out anything you want via email or uh -huh. some type of website and you get everything done with the banks. And I assume all the car dealerships and all the businesses have adapted by now for that. So that's a yeah. good way of prog progression, especially with our, in our online world. We want mm -hmm. everything to be online. Right, yeah. And, you know, with that, it's been interesting too, you know, having to teach people to like message back and forth, you think it would be something so common because you know, I'm teaching them how to like message back and forth right. in like the sales portal. And then they're like, I don't get that. And then they'll pick up their cell phone and send a text message. <laughs> right, I think Google, when they first launched Google My Business Messaging, mm -hmm. it went through a cell phone number. Like it would yeah. tie to your phone number. <laughs> now they switched it, it's back into the app, which I think saves them a lot of money probably. Yeah. But, um, so that's, I like how businesses have adapted to that. The businesses that did not adapt were impacted obviously during COVID and mm -hmm. hopefully they adapted for the better now. Um, but, and obviously people are buying online a lot more curbside delivery and stuff like that. Every single restaurant now seems to be on like Uber Eats or any of these types of platforms, right. which is great. Um, um, but in terms of, you mentioned like depression and sickness and insomnia, mm -hmm. how does that play into what small businesses should we be thinking about? Or it's just some you know it was hard like explaining this especially like our agency is mostly like um focused on ads you know um so it's hard explaining hey you can't just like continue with like typical you know fourth of july messaging or you know whatever messaging like you know people are dying and people are sick and i think the companies that did like uh i don't want to say pander but kind of pander to like you know hey people are feeling things right now did a lot better than those who didn't especially like our brands that had national like commercials running 
um, in the auto space and like, you know, we have some other clients too. And those clients who put out like, you know, sensitive messaging, like, hey, you know, we're here for you. Like if you need to, you know, do X, Y, and Z, we got it type of thing. Right. So um, it was definitely weird having to explain that to, you know, especially in the auto space where it's like, sale now, come and get it before it's gone off the lot. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, like, when we watch commercials, like seeing people together inside without masks back then yeah. was super weird. Uh, people seeing people in dealerships, like looking at cars indoors <laughs> and like their arm around the salesperson and stuff. Yeah. This is great. That was weird. And I guess people had to adapt or advertisers had to adapt to also messaging. Also, the reviews for local, for local businesses also, like mm-hmm. people who are anti-masking or people who are, yeah. um, you know, certain types of regulations, people will come into a store you know, the store manager or somebody in the store would be like, mm-hmm. put on a mask, they would leave a negative review for the person because why should they yeah. wear a mask? So a lot of that stuff is going on now, um, not during necessarily, you know, March, April, May of, mm-hmm. of COVID, but probably a lot more oh, now. It was, it was for at least the South where I was, it was definitely going on then. And I, you know, like when you are a franchise, you know, you have to follow by corporate's rules or like right. you're cut. So um, that was... Like, luckily, I didn't have to be as involved in that conversation. But, you know, it's very, like, touchy-feely for a lot of those, especially, you know, the farther down south you go, at least in the U.S., it seems to yeah. get that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny. Not funny. It's kind of sad because I heard on the radio this morning that some airline attendant got, you know, harassed or beaten up on mm-hmm. the plane because the person wouldn't put on a mask. And it's not that person's decision. But the flight attendant saying... These are the plane's rules. These are my company's right. rules. You have to follow them or not fly. Yeah. But the, the employees are getting the brunt of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, my husband was working like retail during COVID. And, you know, we went from, we, he went from working in Queens to upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if he told somebody, you know, we got to wear a mask, you know, one out of 10 times for like that period where like a mask was required, even if you were like vaccinated. Um, like you would have thought you would t- you took away like their baby's candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, the whole COVID thing about freedom. Yeah. I think most people are, even if they're vaxxers or anti-vaxxers mm-hmm. or maskers or anti-maskers, I think they're, they're honestly doing it because they feel it's the safest thing for them and their family. Yeah. There are some people who are the free, like it's freedom and you're invading my freedom. I have the mm-hmm. right of choice to do what I want with my body. Right. So and that's what small businesses have to like think about and how mm-hmm. do you handle customers on either side of the spectrum yeah it's hard i don't know what they do but and this is why you, yeah. this is your area of expertise right <laughs> yeah so if you need help with that just yeah totally um yeah just let me um engage in all political debates um <laughs> here for it <laughs> yeah um cool all right so let's move on so how do businesses you know handle this like i know you wanted to bring up some like tools and you know, ways of recovering from this? Mm-hmm. What are some some strategies you have? Yeah, so um, I recently talked about this on um, Azeem's podcast as well. He's but... great. Check him out. Azeem. Yeah. Um, Can you just search for Azeem podcast? Does he come up? Um, it's um, I am Azeem Digital. I think it's Azeem Digital Asks podcast is like the technical name, but he's I am Digital Azeem on like social media and Twitter. Okay, so search that. Subscribe <laughs> to his podcast. It's on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts, yeah. all the major podcast platforms, and we're also we actually just joined Spotify as well. So <laughs> you can subscribe to this on Spotify. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of businesses that I found in like my case study, especially like they didn't know what Google Search Console was. They didn't know like Google My Business had messaging. They didn't have Google Analytics set up or if they did, they didn't have it configured properly or they thought that it was a waste of time. Um, and, you know, explaining to them the power of those tools and like how to look through, you know, the basics of Google Analytics, because not everybody needs to be as in depth, depending on, you know, what your industry is, what your business needs, um, that type of thing. So. Um, and then also a lot of businesses don't have like sites set up and, you know, going through and explaining, you know, even though you're getting all this traffic on Instagram, if you have a website, you can funnel that traffic kind of through. Um, and you know, you can still be optimized, like you can still have your site optimized for search, things like that. And also I think where a lot of small businesses fail, where a lot of, um, you know, franchises and corporations have it on lock is, you know, having a CRM, having a way to capture data and actually leading people through like that sales process and having like a positive user experience versus like a small business site, you know, it'll look like my like Wix blog from like 2008, where, you know, I was just like putting colors in, the, in like just random like things like places right yeah so um that's cool yeah i remember when google started to release features in like not april but like may and june mm -hmm. around things even like to make it easier for small businesses to do things like curbside pickup or mm -hmm. you know what the regulations are around masking or you know are people allowed in the store or not and stuff mm -hmm. like that so i know and they even have this stuff now there are different attributes in my business Right. to handle that and know they came out with different things for healthcare agencies and stuff like that so google was trying to move fast around giving small businesses and even large businesses tools mm -hmm. to kind of like get them to capitalize on not even capitalize just to stay afloat during this time because a lot right. of the small restaurants just couldn't handle it um so yeah it's just it's it's nice to be like google gives us these tools to do it at the same time um you know, a lot of businesses fail. A lot of businesses went out of business. And we right. came up with a lot of studies and stuff around how many businesses closed, small yeah. restaurants and stuff. So actually it was like the most amount of businesses closed since like the Great Depression. Yeah. So. But hopefully some of these places are coming back online. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's sad, but I don't know what we can learn from this going forward. But I yeah. mean, what do you think the biggest takeaway is in terms of COVID and small business going forward, just being on the spot again. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think just, um, you know, social, like having social media, like utilizing what you can. And I talked about this on like Azeem's podcast, you know, for a car dealership, there's like me, the dealership, and then like three other vendors, you know, handling social media, handling the website, handling this, handling that for a small business. You know, they're lucky if they get an SEO or some type of digital specialist there aside from them. And then maybe, you know, sometimes there's, like several employees sometimes it's literally just one or two people right. so you know just doing what you can trying stuff out you know it's okay to have a website that you know has like bright and fun colors on it that may not like look the best right now um you know you learn as you go when i started out in seo i didn't know what it was so right. you definitely um just you know try different stuff out um consistency is key you don't have to make three instagram posts a day you don't have to make three blog posts a week or anything like stupid crazy just um i think it's about doing what you can as a business owner and also making sure that you have some type of process through your site whether you know you're a restaurant whether you're a service-based business whether you know you have an office in like the middle of a downtown area or like in the middle of the sticks you know just doing what you can 
And do you do any consulting on the side if people need your help? Yes, I do. So my site is launching at the 1st of November um, and it's RileyHope.com. Awesome. Great. So this video will be out after that. So if you go to RileyHope.com and you can definitely connect. You're on Twitter <laughs> at um, Twitter.com slash Riley. It's R-E-I-L-L-Y Hope 13. I have my name spelled wrong on social media. So. <laughs> okay, cool. And anywhere else you want people to follow you or? Um, just mainly Twitter and my site. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, um, I am guaranteed to tweet, not guaranteed to not annoy you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate yeah, of it. Of course. Thank you.